Welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Keller, and alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena, we discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Or as we like to call it, the boat. Before anyone can step foot on the boat, we put them into a Sweet 16-style bracket, and we argue each round until we decide a winner. Nick, what criteria do we use when we decide who steps foot on the boat? Whatever the hell we want, Cody, you want to tell them what we're talking about this season? Absolutely. We are going back to 1999. We're rallying up all the hits, singles, and we're bringing them back here, and we're going to figure out what is the best banger from 1999. Well, banger is apparently a very loose term now. That could mean anything. It could mean a sweet, gentle caress upon your on the nape of your neck. It could mean a very vibey, just like, ah, I've smoked a little too much pot, so I'm just going to sit on the couch and do nothing. Because banger means n- nothing, apparently, to Cody. But I can categorically say in this episode, whoever wins deserves the title of be calling a banger. So we are in group D where we have the three seed, back that ass up by Cash Money Records. Or the 14 seed, Rough Rider Anthem, DMX, rest in peace. Rip. Six seed, all the small things, Blink-182. And the 11 seed, Genie in a Bottle, Christina Aguilera. Cody, where do you want to start? Oh, man. All these songs are so good. So I think we should start with a special little treat for you and me. Oh, Nick, it's time for Cody's Cartoon Corner. Welcome to Cody's Cartoon Corner, where we take a deep dive back to 1999 and we discuss something I know a lot about. I don't know a lot about music. Not my favorite thing. But you know what I do know about? Cartoons. And in this week's Cody's Cartoon Corner, we are going to discuss... You know, before we had memes, before we had the internet and everyone could talk, like share their favorite little pictures and trends, we had a special cartoon, Nick, that I think you might remember called Happy Tree Friends. Do you remember Happy Tree Friends, Nick? That's, I I do think I know what it is. Happy Tree Friends came out in 1999 and they were short little cartoons with lovable little animals that always died or got horribly maimed or hurt terribly bad. Yeah, this is exactly what I thought it was. Um, I didn't, see- now, have I enjoyed this segment thoroughly? No. Um, the, Cody's done this in every episode. If you haven't listened, please go back and listen to all of them. Uh, some of them I've had things to say. Others I've just sat in complete silence while Cody just tells me about cartoons he loves. This one, you're giving me a little something here. Yeah. I, is this a cartoon I love? No. But do I have memories of it? Absolutely. You couldn't walk through a Hot Topic without being bombarded <laughs> by Happy Tree Friends. You know that, that girl that had wore cat ears and hissed at you at school? She knows all about Happy Tree Friends. She, she was rock. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. Happy tree friends. I mean, you could no joke these. I mean, this is brilliant because you could just sell the merchandise without having to ever have the kids find the episode. Mm-hmm. The kids would, you could have stuffed animals of these and you could give like your five-year-old niece, a stuffed animal of the character, one, any character from happy tree friends. And they'd be like, Oh, that's very cute. What's this from? You'd be like, ah, it's just from some cartoon and then, and move on. Yep. But for those who actually saw it, I mean, it was violent doesn't even go like, okay, here, here's let me, for those who don't understand, I'll try to give you a pinpoint for something that you might understand. So we all know mortal combat and fatalities and how those have only gotten crazier and crazier over time. I think you can thank happy tree friends for maybe most of the fatalities you currently love. Every episode of Happy Tree Friends was a fatality. That's what it was. It was a a weak premise to have one of these animals do something that would have them horribly murdered or maimed. Yeah, they all start with like the general, like like how any cartoon would start. I don't even think these characters talk. I think there's a lot of like like, cute noises. So they like, they'd have like an episode where like clearly once one of them 
wants to build a doghouse for their puppy. So, you know, that you go in on the episode and you see one of them, they got like their bucket of nails and a hammer and some lumber and a dog that's all excited and went and like start looking at the directions. And then they'll like, one of their friends will stop by and be like, I can help you. Like give them like a boo boo boo. And they're like, yeah. And all of a sudden, like, they'll like put the nail on, you know, they'll go to like hammer in the nail and they'll hit their thumb. Classic bit. We all love it. But then they'll fall off the ladder and the bat and the bucket of nails will land in the eyes of their friend. Yep. And then everyone, and then it just starts, they're running around. The dog goes crazy. Everybody dies a gruesome death. Yeah. It's wild. I did not know what, because the reason I don't think, the reason I'm surprised this is 1999 is because Fallout Boy used them, has a music video that uses Happy Tree Friends, but that's not until 2007, I think. Yeah, they had a good run. So to Happy know that Tree this Friends was- came out in 1999. Yeah, they, they, and I mean, they obviously only grew in popularity. I mean, you can go on um, YouTube, folks. Uh, not safe for work, though. I'll tell you that. Not safe for work. Don't, don't, don't turn this on in the office. And definitely don't, once again, don't show your kids, but definitely take yourself down a little rabbit hole. Um, Absolutely. I, I actually can't wait. I might, I might go watch a little bit of a, uh, of this cool and that's been cody's cartoon corner thanks for joining us we're gonna head back to maine nick thank you cody i think if i mean if anything has the fun lovable energy that happy tree friends brought it's got to be your boys in blink 182 all the small things yeah i mean all the small things is a pop punk classic it is iconic it is it is inspired a generation i'm sure i mean this is once again too where as i've tried to point out in many of these you know, does, where does this sit in kind of pop culture and what did this spawn? I mean, like you don't get simple plan, some 41. I mean, the entire genre that I listen to yep. of pop punk music, none of your, your cartels, your mayday parades, your all time lows, none of those. Yeah. None of that happens without this band. And I mean, because every bit, ba- all the bands that we've listed were like, I mean, probably besides like some 41, cause they were coming up around the same time and like some plan, all these bands all started off as like the first songs that they learned when they wanted to form a band with their friends were Blink-182 because it's not like the songs are complicated to learn. No, power chords, easy. Power chords, baby. But they get you going. They get the people going. They get- You know what else gets the people going? Getting rubbed. And that's what Genie in the Bottle's about. It's so wild that a white man probably wrote a song for a teenage girl to sing about getting rubbed. Two white men. Okay. Two white men wrote, and a woman. There was a woman present. Thank I think there should have been a woman in the room when this song was getting written. I think anytime two men want to write a song for a young female singer, a woman has to be present by law. Legally. (laughs) Because men write the nastiest shit and we're like, this is fine for a young, I think Christian Aguilera is maybe 16, 17 at the time of the recording. So like, cause like, hey team, we all know. I mean, we all know now what the genie bottle is, right? Like we're, no one here is like, oh, this is a sweet little metaphor. Like we're talking, to, we're talking about vaginas, right? Yeah, Am I wrong? Okay. Am I Big being time. nasty? I don't mean to be crude or crass or blue. I'm saying though, that when you lyrically look at this, there's no other way to interpret this. Besides them basically implying, like, you got to rub me the right way. Come on now. <laughs> like, we're not, let's let's be adults about it. But you nasty motherfuckers wrote this for a 17-year-old girl to sing? Fuck is wrong with you? That being said, the song goes hard in the paint, though. Yeah, I mean, it does. I Did you ever view Christina Aguilera as like a bar? Not, not to just, dis- I love Christina. Like, Christina, respect. I'm not trying to, you know, put shame on your name. But was she like, was she dollar store Britney Spears? She was, right? No, no, I think you give that, I think you give that title to Jessica Simpson. 
or okay. um, Mandy Moore. No offense to either legends in their own in their own right. No, because like we because we built them to be because you wouldn't say to be fair, you wouldn't say that in sync was dollar store Backstreet Boys, right? No, so no. like these are we as people like to be given two choices, right? We like to live in a binary. So in this situation, Brittany and Christina are are given the same pillar or tier. Christina Aguilera is Pepsi to Britney Spears Coke. Exactly. That's okay. that's a more apt comparison to me than Bargain Store because she has big enough hits in her own right. Like she's she certainly earns a title. And I mean, many people, I don't, this is not a controversial thing. Christina is the better singer. Like Christina is an actual like powerhouse singer. Britney's a very good singer. Very, very talented. But Christina can just hit notes that like no one else could do. So I... This is hard. I feel like in this one, I'm so much more biased by what transformed the road I went down than like like Blink-182. I don't have- I No, I'm looking in Blink-182. It is. It was like the root of my musical taste for the majority of my high school, college years. Yeah. That's where I got it. I listened to Blink-182. I was like, oh, we can do this? Yeah. But I mean, it's crazy. I mean, they had- I, the, reason, the reason I had a Blink-182 CD is because I took it from my mom. My mom liked these boys. She's like, oh, they're fun. I mean, then, you know, she gets to the song where like shit, piss, cock, sucker, motherfucker, twat. And like, she's like, oh no, these boys are not my good, good boys. <laughs> these are not my, these good, are not good, my boys. good boys singing about all the small things. Uh, no, <laughs> these are bad boys. But God damn, I, yeah, I got to give it up for, I got to give it to. Blink we got to lock in all the small things. It's got it. It's uh, a genie in a bottle. I mean, it is an iconic, very much. It an didn't iconic like revolutionize song. a genre of music though. It wasn't the door opening for a whole generation to get into pop, pop. Punk. Right. I mean, we've always had female pop stars. This is this was the announcement. This is Christina's Aguilera announcement that like, hey, I'm part of that. Like, hey, I'm the next one. But we've had a long line. We had Mariah Carey. This is Blink-182 saying I am the one. Yeah. I mean, no, uh, arguably like no one's been bigger. Yeah. Not <laughs> that from the rock stance, which is, you know, what's crazy to me is that me like legitimately because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is, I mean, it's already a trash institution to begin with, but when we start looking at like rock music and they start getting to this time period, mm -hmm. like Blink-182 will be considered a rock and roll hall of fame level band. The Beatles, yeah, I, and I can't Blink-182, same place. I love it. And I, I love, love it. it. All right, we, we lock in all the small things. Easy, succeed all the small things, win. Yes. Cool. And it'll go up against the winner of, now this, this is it. Number three, back that ass up. Versus 14 Rough Riders Anthem by DMX. I mean, here's, I mean, it is, it is quite a shame that once again, we do not seed these brackets. We put them in a random number generator. We put in the songs, it spits out the seeding. No idea that these two, I mean, like these are obviously the, I mean, we have some hip hop, we have some R&B on mm -hmm. here, but we don't, this is rap. This is just what rap was in 1999 and they have to go up against each other. Dude. Here's the deal. I'm gonna come straight out the gate. I know Rough Riders Anthem to this day. All I know about Back That Ass Up is Back That Ass Up. I don't remember, remember the words. You don't remember? I. You know what? What's interesting is my partner also had the same feeling that she like, that she's like, I mean, yeah, I kind of guess I know this song, but like, I was surprised. Like that intro, you know, you talk about that, like songs that like from within three, within three notes, you're like, yeah, I know exactly what song that is. When that like cello hits or whatever it is, like, whoom, 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 that goes. And you're like, I'm like, oh shit. 
We're about to listen to Back That Ass Up. Rough Riders Anthem. I mean, I guess it also has a very interesting that. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah, no. Rough Riders yeah, Anthem. Why were intros so good in 1999? They were not messing around. They had, you had to, there was so much music that was getting played all over the place. Dance, pop, punk, country. It didn't matter. You had to get them at the first hook. You had to. Yeah. I mean, in these songs, fuck, man, they are, they are hooky. The one, I mean, here's. Here's one thing. So both these songs fucking go hard. These, there is no get, these are yeah. like, there will be no argument about the, how hard these songs go. These are in the, they live in the paint. Mm-hmm. They're covered. They're dripping with paint because that's how much they live in it. So I've listened, I have the playlist, which we do have this as a playlist, y'all. You can go listen to it. FCP Summer Bangers 99. We'll obviously link off to it. Now you do need, to, you can't, for both of these songs, you will want to make sure that you know the environment. Once again, a little not safe for work. And, but at least back that ass up kind of has like a party vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Rough Rider Anthem within the fir- the whole first verse. It, if it, I don't know how it got played on the radio at all. Cause this man, as he has, as he has every right to do, I'm just as a white person, I can't. It's the N word for most of the first verse. Like, he so this is a song DMX. that if you- First of all, it's DMX. The dude goes as hard as he wants. And he called his shot, Nick. If you want to be a rough rider, this is your anthem. He put anthem in the title of the song. I know. And because of that, I was like, oh, I guess what? I will not be. I will not be a rough. <laughs> I do not go this hard. This song, this song makes me want to lift weights in my backyard. I mean, that's, that's true. Like this- the, you're right. I mean, there are two different, and you, you, I would argue you play these for two different reasons. Mm-hmm. You play, you play Rough Rider, because you're right. If you need to mo- if you need to get yourself pumped up, Rough Rider Anthem, that's Absolutely. the self-fulfilling prophecy. Because if you listen to that song, you're about to go do some dope shit. You're about you're to go get nuts. swole as fuck. You're, you're going to get massive gains in, in the weight department. That song comes on. If you're lifting and that song comes on, yeah. You if you're it. running, you just now started sprinting, right? Back that ass up, on the other hand, is way more about the party itself. Back that ass up is a weird song to listen to, to just yourself. I mean, I guess maybe maybe the female would be different because you, you're dancing more to this, maybe, if this is how you prefer to dance. But Back That Ass Up is very much more for the party. And so, I once again, when we think about bangers and things like that, I'm here for the party. I'm here to get the party going. I want the party, I want this song to come on and everyone has a good time. And so for me, I think I gotta go Back That Ass Up. I, I, I'm going Rough Riders Anthem. I think that song is more iconic. It's stood the test of time more. And it just makes me- No, it, to- I don't know if that's true. Like I see so, when we look at like memes and stuff, I just recently saw a TikTok that had Back That Ass Up in it. I don't think, I mean, song, just cause that's- Because here's the thing. Here's why I think Back That Ass Up has endured for the public in a way that I'm not saying Rough Rider Anthem. If you hear this song, it's still there. It, it go people people who know it know it and they love it. But what I'm okay. saying for back that ass up is currently when you listen to like dance music now, it's so it's all about like so it's you know it's like come over here girl dance with me I want to dance on you all night till the break of dawn just dance right next to me. Do you want to know what back that ass back that ass up? There's no subtlety. This man is telling you exactly what he wants. And I think <laughs> there's a con- there's a certain, like, there's a, a subsect of us that are like, just tell me what you fucking want. And he, this man wants you to back that ass up. Girl, who is you playing with? Back that ass up. And if I'm you want to back, so if you would like to, you will. You're not you like, think, wait, what do you, what do you do want you to do? Do you think Juvenile changed his name? At some point, the statute of limitations on Juvenile's name has to run up, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> like you can't be juvenile. It's a very interesting name to start with and then wonder how long that's going to, I mean, this is, you know, for many of the Lils, speaking of, this is our first, our first uh, time we hear Lil Wayne. So mm-hmm. from a historical standpoint, I believe, and I'm not going to fact check this, but I do believe this is where Lil Wayne coins the term, drop it like it's hot. At that point, mm-hmm. I don't believe that had been put to wax. So you get Lil Wayne coming out. You get a grown man saying, I know you can't stand it, dick bandit. <laughs> I want to know what that means, man. <laughs> I think about, I by li- having this song come back into my life, the amount of times I'll just be like in a meeting and someone's talking and I'll be kind of floating off. The first thing I float off to is, I know you can't stand it, dick bandit. And I'm like, what is a dick bandit? <laughs> Is, is he the dick bandit? Okay, here's the deal, is though. Call and response. Call and response. I get, all right, won't you back that ass up? I get it. But if you are at a place and someone goes, stop, drop, shut them down, open, you know what's coming, dude. That's iconic. You don't even know what a dick bandit is. I, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> but I'm saying, though, like we, I just think like if these songs come on, once again, I cannot overestimate i think and you're very much undervaluing the song comes on in a public space and what is the reaction it will be positive to rough rider anthem i'm not saying it won't be i'm just saying there is a much more aw shit quality to back that ass up i okay we have to agree to disagree i get it they're both i'm going rough riders anthem i'm i mean i get it it's not that it's it, it's i uh. This whole fucking brackets coat. I know I'm going to lose. I, I don't even, who wins? Who gets the flip? Hold on, let's find out. We go to the American voting coin of 2004 is brought to you by random.org. Lowseed gets to call it Nicholas. That is me, Rough Riders Anthem. I am going to go with, who? this is rough. I'm going to go George Bush again. All right, so other side, we have John Kerry. Come on, John Kerry, pull it fucking through for me, please. <laughs> Let me have one win. Otherwise, this whole bracket's all Cody's. Hey, stop. Drop, shut them down, open up shop. I just did. I just opened it up. I don't think that, once again, though, this does not, to me, signify summer 1999 the same way that, like, Back That Ass Up does. <laughs> Back That Ass Up is from the summer. Like, Rougher Anthem is just in everything. It's so much more ubiquitous of a song. Like, I, we I just understand. don't make them like that anymore. Nick, we don't Nick, make, Nick, Nick. We don't I understand talk about what, it like that. Here, I understand where you're coming from, and I completely get what you're saying, and I understand. But here's the deal. It didn't matter who fucking won that anyway. It never mattered. It never mattered who came out of that round because they're going up against all the small things. No, it did for me because I was actually to, and it doesn't matter now because I was going to, I was going to pull, I like, I would have, I would go back that ass up over all the small things. Because also this is how we get. No, 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 no. That is the dumbest. Hold on. No, because. You've ever said in your entire life, Nick, and I've known you for like 15 years. And that is the dumbest thing. But I've I'm ever saying, heard you say. Cody, you're, you keep, you, I don't know how, I don't know. For, we've, we, this is our set, this is our third banger season. And so much of the time we talk about how, like, how hype is the song? How does the song make you feel? The, the crowd, song comes on, what's the reaction? And you have just completely denied that. And back that ass up to me gets more people riled up. Also, if we're talking about historical context, this is the introduction to many people to Southern rap. So in the same way that pop, this brings pop punk to the forefront, all the small things, back that ass up brings in Southern rap, which allows us to get Ludacris and Lil John and Eastside Boys and all these other acts. Outcast comes out at this time as well, right? Yeah. So like, it was so important. The fact that it made the list is an 
a testament. 1999 was so stacked. Nothing. So stacked. If this final four has nothing that is a party song. I don't party. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously you don't. Because there's everything in here. Kiss me. Steal my sunshine. Man, I feel like a woman. All fine songs. I'm not denying that these are fine songs. They're on the list for a reason. These are not categorically bangers. Also, besides Kiss Me, I don't think they really represent 1999 that well. <laughs> they, what? Why is it? You don't even like music. Why do you ruin? <laughs> we need to collaborate more apparently and just be like, hey man, if you're kind of wishy-washy, let me kind of take the lead and make this bracket actually make sense. Nothing here makes sense currently. This is it's not the way it should. And there are, and if I give this list to a million people, and we get that it we would never come back to this final four that we're about to have. I, whatever one comes through, I don't even know which way I'm gonna go yet. This is not this would be there is if we were to have put like a betting pool, kind of like at the how March Madness happens, and like what are the odds? And like there is not a chance that these okay. make it out. Here's the deal, Nick. You make you primarily make the list, correct? Correct. Okay, so if we're doing a summer bangers list and you put these songs on the list, they become bangers by right of being on the list. So now you're telling me I'm not picking bangers. Well, you pick these songs and you call them bangers. So it's your fault. Because I didn't think you'd drag them through. I thought no. we'd have a nice little conversation and then live in La Vida Loca because it's the biggest fucking hit of that year would get through. But believe by share, biggest hit of 1999 gets through on being the biggest hit. You're just like, I don't know. I just like, I like to feel pretty when I listen to music. <laughs> I d First of all, I do. Secondly, that it doesn't, I'm taking these songs to now, to 2021, and I'm trying to see if they stand up. I'm not going back to 1999. I get they were the biggest hits of 1999, but if they came out now, which ones would go harder? You think that if Steal My Sunshine comes out this year, that it, that it gets any notoriety? Sorry, you know what? I'm not gonna waste talking about the final four until we get to the final four. We need to decide what's moving through. I'm going to move through all the small things because it's all the small things. It's fucking Blink-182 and I love it. So there. That's exactly my reading. I love Rough Riders Anthem too, but I'm going with all the small things. And you know what? I just want to say this. Nick might be mad about the final four, but here's the deal. Tune into the final four because you're going to get what you actually want. Cody's Cartoon Corner. I've got a special one saved for the final four and it's going gonna, it's gonna to make everything okay. It's SpongeBob. No. It's not? Oh, okay. SpongeBob came out in 1999. It did. I have a list of all the cartoons. I've been waiting for you to talk about SpongeBob. Oh, that's why I was pleasantly surprised by the Happy Tree Friends because I was like, I just like, oh, so we're gonna talk about SpongeBob. Yeah, folks, listen to the final four where we're gonna talk about the bangers of summer 1999, and it's these songs are just so summery and so special and they're so great. I mean, you know what? Maybe BTS will make a surprise appearance and win this bracket too because apparently. Okay, here's the deal. You can't put songs on the list and get upset when they win. That's not... I just... Because I don't think it's going to break that way. They have to be on by virtue of like, these are were big songs at that time. But then, now you're making me realize that I should have put like... I should have put J-Lo's... I should have just put If You Had My Love or Bills, Bills, Bills or Wild Wild West or Where My Girl's At. Because at least those songs are, are, are pop and dance. Maybe... Yes, maybe you're right that I should just put on songs that are like poppy and dancey Nick, and just not a time capsule. I tried to create a time capsule of 1999, but then I just didn't think it would happen this way. You, okay, here's the deal. You're trying to, I, I'm going to pick what I like. 
That's the categories. I can use whatever criteria I want. And I pick the stuff that I like. Why do you, I know, I know, and I know, and I understand that. And I get that that's part of the game and that I just got, I think I almost, did I lose every flip? Yeah, you did. No, I won believe. But okay. so this is what happens. It is, I mean, I'm not, it's not that I'm not excited to, to listen to these songs and give them a chance, but here's, but we will see. We will see. Maybe, maybe I'm, I need to, I need to just remind myself to give them a chance and see how they see what they see, what they inspire in me. And we will do that during the final four. Mm -hmm. But until then, thank you so much for listening to this episode of friendly competition. If you want to help out your boys, wherever you're listening to this, like share, rate, review, all those things would be incredibly helpful. Absolutely. And while you're on the internet, make sure you follow us on all of our things. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, just look up at friendly comp pod. If you have an idea for a 16-team tournament that you'd like to see done, email those to us at friendlycompetitionpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to our website, friendlycompetitionpodcast.com. Go to contact and submit through there. And as always, shout-outs to Charizard for our intro and outro music. If you want to hear more of their stuff, head on over to Bandcamp, type in Charizard, and replace the vowels with sixes. That is it for us, folks. Final four coming out on Friday. But until then, I'm Nick Keller. And I'm Cody Lena. See you on the boat.